Thank you so much to our sponsors, McMahon Law Firm, The Insiders, helping you get every dollar you deserve, 265-1100. And RC2 Realty Solutions, real estate investments. Robin Ring's got a brand new thing. Call 531-1722. Hello, folks, and welcome once again to Rockyology. And as you've figured out by now, we're on the windswept moors of England here at the site of Stonehenge, where a greater, larger circle of ancient stones has been discovered. But these stones used to apparently, according to the archaeologists around us, the rockyologists around us, apparently once stood. They actually stood 180 degrees upward like a great portal, a great stone portal. And the thought is that they were time transportational devices called what-ifs. What ifs? Apparently, they are matched by other what ifs around the world. This one in England, we're going to test out now and find out what if the Rolling Stones had gotten together with Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin and actually produced a song together during the time when Goat's Head Soup was released. Let's begin today's show with that cut called Crisscross. <laughs>
what if, <laughs> i tell you what if, there would be much ass kicked. My God, what, what was on Goat's Head Soup that replaced that? What a cut. Crisscross from the Rolling Stones with Jimmy Page in for that one. And there's another one. I, I, I honestly, I would like to say I did a little bit of research on this, but that was just released along with another cut, also with Jimmy Page on it. And as soon as I heard it, I knew I had to slam it into this Rockyology, this podcast. I don't even know who played keyboards on that one. I need to find out. But that would take research, and that would require planning. And if you have never heard this show or know anything about me, you know that my personal motto is that planning is for dullards. I am Jeff Stiles, Nuga's own Jeff Stiles with a Y. This is Rockyology, where we dig into deeper cuts, demos, alternative takes, and B-sides from classic rock albums, a lot of live stuff, and the occasional tapping into the richest veins of new music as well, which we're going to do today. Now, let's go ahead and stay with the time transportational devices called the what-ifs. Now, we're not saying what-ifs. That would be the way they would pronounce it in other places here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where this podcast originates. We say, what ifs? We'll stay with the one in England, though, and we'll go to what if 1979, Pink Floyd. They're getting ready to drop the big one, the wall. And you have to remember, 1979 is a funny time for music. Disco still rules the airwaves. Is it possible that Roger Waters, David Gilmour, Nick Mason, Richard Wright might have been influenced a little bit by the disco movement? The Stones were, the Grateful Dead were, bands that came after like Springsteen, even Led Zeppelin. I mean, listen to Trampled Underfoot and tell me that's not a dance track. Well, listen to this early demo of Run Like Hell. Try not to think of a disco ball.
What if Led Zeppelin had gotten a hold of a bunch of crystal meth when they, <laughs> when they recorded Moby Dick and they decided to do it in double time? I know I'm afraid John Bonham wouldn't have been able to do that double no. kick drum on his best day. That's a band called Azola. Azola, Moby Dick. Yeah, you recognized it. And then what if... Um, the bands that we know and love and admire and respect, like The Clash, the only band that mattered in the early 80s, and Pink Floyd, the epic, you know, prog rock band of them all, actually were influenced by disco. Well, guess what? They were. Uh, Pink Floyd's Run, the demo, Run Like Hell, I should say, really was the name of it. The Clash, this is Radio Clash. The very single was a kind of a shout out and cave in to disco and then when it started getting played in the clubs uh mick jones the one who went on after the clash finally broke up of course under the weight of being the only band that mattered in the universe um he went on to form big audio dynamite just a funk band that it was he went in and just said if you're going to play in the clubs let me do the remix and did the remix of this is radio clash you heard just a snippet of it there we're going to do a little bit of this kind of ping-pong back-and-forth thing today, playing a band and maybe somebody from the band doing something different uh, at least a couple of different times today. So maybe a, a theme within a theme here. I think most people most closely relate to the class. Joe Strummer, the late great, um, he was the one that was kind of the front man for the band, and there was no more punk band than the Clash. And if you were punk... You could not be a hippie. You couldn't like hippies. Hippies and punks did not mix back in the day. The oddest thing is that before Joe Strummer's death, most people don't realize this. They don't know this. He became a straight-up, verified, certified hippie. He lived on a commune. His entire attitude about the world had changed. He had mellowed. He loved everybody. His music, his his whole attitude, he didn't regret his punk days in the least, but he had just really transmogrified himself, his worldview, and his sound. And you'll hear it in this next song, one of Bob Marley's classics, Redemption Song. Old pirates, yes, they rob I, sold I to the merchant ships. Minutes after they took I, from the bottomless pit But my hand was made strong By the hand of the Almighty We forward in this generation Triumphantly Won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs Redemption songs Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery None but ourselves can free our minds Have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We got to fulfill the book So won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs Redemption songs Redemption songs Old pirates, yes they rob I Sold I to the merchant ships Minutes after they took I From a bottomless pit How long shall they kill our prophets 
While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We got to fulfill the book So won't you help to sing These songs of freedom Cause all I ever had These songs of freedom Cause all I ever had Redemption songs These songs of freedom These songs of freedom As I said, we were going to be sort of bouncing, ping-ponging back and forth between groups and individual artists. That is the latest one, and something new from David Gilmore, the lead guitarist and vocalist from Pink Floyd. It was written between David and his wife, Polly Sampson, and performed by David and daughter, Romney Gilmore. It's called Ghosts. I think you would agree with me, that doesn't sound at all anything like Pink Floyd. It sounds like David Gilmore doing a Leonard Cohen song. 
but it's awfully pleasant. So we took a nice little respite from all that noise and dancing that we were doing early on. We got kind of mellow. We're going to stay mellow for just a little bit here at Rockyology. We appreciate you guys listening very much. And then we're going to rev it back up again. We do one of these a week. Rockyology is an hour-long music show. No commercial interruptions. Trying to bring you music that will just revive you, rejuvenate you, recharge you. All the rewords. And we also have Storyville there at fredpodcast.com. And from fredpodcast.com, you can go all over the place. I tend to go to Anchor. You go to wherever your quality podcasts are found, and we appreciate you very much. Do subscribe. Please subscribe. Uh, just a little bit of money, and uh, it just lets us know that you love us and you love what we're doing. So we're going to start off again. Sort of, yeah. I've got a new boat that we yeah. buy gas for. <laughs> the Argonaut bought a boat this last weekend and ran his lawnmower off into a cesspool. Literally. Into a cesspool that he didn't know existed on his property. Boom! Right off into a septic pond and had to jack it back up. He's he's got some some needs, some financial needs right now. So uh, let let's let's do this. We're going to start off soft, and let me let me do this in reverse order. I'm going to play three songs back to back. The middle one is going to be one of those occasional tapping into the richest veins of new music as well. The band is called the Revivalists. The song is called Catching Fireflies. It starts off nice and easy. It ends up with this cacophony. The cacophony goes very well into the third song, which is from a classic Bob Dylan tour, the one he did with the Rolling Thunder Review. It's one of the songs on that double album, the classic 74 tour with Rolling Thunder Review that nobody remembers. Even the most ardent Bob Dylan fans never go to the song Isis. No, not that Isis. It's really a straightforward Western song lyric, but it's like he turned to his band, which included T-Bone Burnett and Mick Ronson on guitar, and he said, when we get to the chorus, I want you to play like tripping gypsies with your asses on fire. And they do it airtime. Airtime the chorus comes around, they just explode. So that's a great mix in my opinion. And I'll be frank, I know this sounds crazy, but I swear I think this is my favorite Bob Dylan song ever. That's the third song, Revivalist in the Middle. And sometimes a song just needs to be played. This is nothing special in the fact that it's just extraordinarily special. It's the band Lucius. Two ladies who harmonize like angels, like nothing I've ever heard before in my entire life. And they're playing at the Newport Folk Festival a year ago. And they bring Brandy Carlisle on a stage with them. And they do a song called Dusty Trails. It is gorgeous by every measurement. And the lyrics mean so much to me. It's a song written by a poet, sung by angels. And when the band does chime in, it's just chill-inducing. Let's induce some chills here on Rockyology. We would like to invite our very good friend, Ms. Brandy Carlisle. Oh, 
Today's Rockyology, Bruce Springsteen, The Boss, second album, last song of that album, The Wild, The Innocent, The E Street Shuffle. The song is called New York City Serenade. There were so many great songs on that album, people kind of neglect this one. It's a masterpiece. This song goes through about a dozen changes. All of them are excellent and inspiring and beautiful. 
I have a very good friend named Bob Bernhardt, longtime conductor of the Chattanooga Symphony. I asked him one time, do you ever think that Bach or Beethoven, when they were working on their great pieces on the piano, would just start kind of just drifting off and noodling around and just start playing blues on the keyboard, on the piano? And he said, no. But I still like to imagine them doing it, and it would sound like the beginning of this song. Oh, mama, take my 
Fred podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors, Kelly Subaru, Safe, Frugal, and Green, Riverfront at MLK, and at kellysubaru.com, Dr. Brett Moldenhauer, Institute for Acupuncture and Wellness, and Northspring Cryotherapy, northspring.com. And today on Rockyology for your podcast listening Hold bonus. Up. Hold up. You better enjoy this one. Hell yeah, they enjoyed it. This is the best one we've done. This is, every one of them gets better every single time, little bit by little bit. And every day, in every way, we're getting better and better. Yes. Every week, we get better and better here at Rockyology. So this is our 18th. So we're superior at this point. So they had to enjoy it. If they didn't enjoy this one, they're already dead. So for the bonus podcast, as we've already done twice today in the show and said we were going to, playing a little something-something that you've already heard. You've heard Lucius. Lucius is going to be backing up. Roger Waters from Pink Floyd, which you've already heard, and David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. This is Roger Waters, one of his uh, quarantunes uh, with Lucius in the background, and it's... A remarkably depressing song, and it's also incredibly beautiful. Uh, kind of makes it a Roger Waters song, doesn't it? It's called Two Sons in the Sunset. And by the way, the typewriter effect that you're hearing here, let me read to you what he's typing. We're at 100 seconds to midnight on the doomsday clock. This is the closest the human race has ever been to nuclear catastrophe. He types slow. Fuck! That was going so well. I think I'll keep running. I mean, I'll wipe that. It's kind of good. Here we go. Let's try again. I forgot where I was. That's okay. Two sons in 
Good is that? 